excuse me. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome, 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 people, to another live edition of Off the Record, the real Off the Record podcast. We had the name first. Highlight our lawyers or something if you got a problem. But we had a name first. <laughs> but we back in the saddle again, man. We down one, but we got our special guest back. Yo, the Wallace Way. Dawoo. What up, yo? What's peace, peace, fam. How you living, Playboy? We here. We here. <laughs> good, good, good. OTR Corn back in the building. What's up with you, B? Yo, peace, fam. Peace, fellas. Everybody good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good, and good. then we got my man. In the X hat, the one that got them X hat, <laughs> Alex. What's up with you, man? What's going on, man? Can't call it, can't call it. But listen, good people, we back to talk about episode two or act two of the Kanye West documentary that they call Genius. Um, we did part one. If you ain't see it, man, go back and watch that after you watch this one. Uh, our, our buddy, our special guest, Dao Wallace, he he called us and said, yo, we got to talk about this. So we're here. And we said we're going to do the whole trilogy. We're here. So, ooh, you want to kick it off? Yeah, man. Um, You know, we can start off like this. First of all, this was Act 2, um, The Purpose, uh, which was just an incredible... Um, you know, look, looking at the past week and they, they dropped act three last night and we'll do that next week. But far, far as chapter two, uh, act two, just an incredible tour de force. Um, you know, uh, the, the whole Kanye thing is just, uh, he's probably the most talked about man on earth besides Putin or the Ukraine president this week. Right. Um, but he's gotta be top three most talked about people on earth. And this doc is just a it cements his um his impact in rap music, but more importantly, pop culture. Um, <laughs> um we got a funny comment there, but uh I, I thought uh, the purpose was very well done. Um so I can't wait to, to talk about it with my brothers. My bad. Word, word, word. I was reading the comment. So listen, man, let's before we dive into it, right? Yeah. Last week, or I guess it was two weeks now, um, Mm -hmm. we did Act One, um, Mm -hmm. and it got some response. And and you know we welcome all response. We we welcome all the smoke, of course. This is what we do. My man Suge in the building. What up, Suge? Yo. So most of the hate was coming to my man Alex, right? And I want to give my man a chance to address, you know. Some of the hate that was coming his way based off of his feeling on, on Kanye West himself. I still don't know if he watched the doc or not. Um, I don't think so. But um, so, Alex, man, listen, I, I I got the comments on the screen. I'm going to put them up for you. You were very popular this week, man. So first, 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 let's start. First, let's start with this one. Right. Well, this is for everybody. Ooh, I thought you would get a kick out of this. Okay. So technocrats, shout out to him. Thanks for checks for thanks for checking it out. He said, "Yay has passed Jay in all categories." I feel like you would agree with that. Uh, well, not, well, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can I address this real quick, sir? Sure, sure. I mean, what are we saying here? Like, 
It, it, it passed him. Uh, passed him in what categories? Like, yo, yeah, Ye is his in, own. He said all categories. I mean, but so, that's like, yo, Ye's Yay, Jay's Jay. They're like from this whole like competition thing. There's no competition. Jay Z is one of the top two or three rappers, depending on where you stand, ever. And so, like, I don't consider Kanye West to be one of the top two or three rappers ever. Okay. I consider Kanye to be one of the top seven to ten artists ever that I've ever seen in my 40 years. In fact, no, scrap that. Top five, top, top, yeah, top five artists. Okay, so um, where's Jay in where's Jay in your artist and top artists? Jay's a, don't take this the wrong way, Hovites. I love you guys. All right. I love Hove. All right. I was there, I know every song too, right? Jay's a rapper. Kanye West is an artist. Big difference. Huge okay. difference. And Jay's okay. one of the best MCs ever. I don't, I don't mean he's top two or three. I don't care what. So you think you think this is basically a slap in the face to Kanye to even be compared to there's there's Quan with his dial up again. Um, you think this is a slap in the face to Kanye for him to even say Jay. He's he's past Jay in all categories because you feel like they're in two different. Yeah, they're in two different genres, two different solar systems. I mean, Jay Z's an incredible rapper. Like I said, Kanye West is an incredible artist. Jay Z is good at what he does. Kanye's good at what he does. This, this I, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it as he's past Jay in all categories. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Alex? You're a huge fan of both. <laughs> And for, look, as a rapper, Kanye's not even in a discussion of top rappers. Like I think, I think most fans who grew up in the '80s and '90s would say that. Now these kids, that, you know, these 2010 babies, they may have a different they, their outlook on hip hop is different than ours. But we grew up during the golden age of hip hop, which Jay Z is very much a part of. So in terms of of rappers, I mean, like Kanye's not even sniffing the board. In terms of artist all time, um, I, for me, he's not sniffing the board either. I mean, like, what he's done is fine. But, you know, last last time we all got together, if I recall, you compared him to Brother Malcolm. Um, you compared him to Muhammad Ali. And you compared him to Michael Jackson. Now, those are three of the greatest, not only black men, but human beings we've ever seen. What next thing you're going to do is say he walked on water like Jesus. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, no, uh, I'm sorry, sir. Can I interject? I sure. never compared him to uh, brother uh, Detroit Red, El Shabik Muhammad, Malcolm X. What I said was, Malcolm X said a comment about the media, in which I think uh, correlates with the way the media treats Ye. Now, as far as Michael Jackson and who else, uh, Muhammad Ali, I think there's some parallels to what Kanye does. I, I thought Muhammad Ali, you know why he's the greatest of all time? Because he told you he was. And he that's also, the genius. He, he also knocked out and beat the other top boxers of, of his generation. And he also got his ass kicked three times. But, but he always came back. Exactly. And that's what having nine consecutive number one albums. That's that's what having so many well, Grammys. Can, can, can we admit that number one albums today is, I mean, that's pillow talk. That, that's tissue paper. Number like records today are not what they were when we were when we were coming up. So if someone has a number one record today, they might have a hundred thousand streams, 
when we were growing up, you had to sell five or 10 million physical copies. It was, it was a different ball game when we were coming up. So I, his number one records, I mean, I, I, I only, I've only personally bought one Kanye album my entire life. I certainly loved a lot of his Rockefeller stuff, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say the media, like th- what's going on with him. I'm not going to say the media is like the problem. I mean, Kanye is the problem. Media has their issues. The media can uh, clearly sway people's opinion of somebody, but like, I mean, Kanye is just like, I mean, he's an attention whore. I mean, can we acknowledge that? He's very much, he's an attention whore. And someone like maybe a Jay-Z stays away from the spotlight. Someone like a Dr. Dre stays away from the spotlight. Like these artists, like Kanye's an attention whore. Just same way we're seeing him walk around now with a Kim Kim Kardashian lookalike. Like, what, what are we, what are we hey, really doing? He's got a type. <laughs> Damn sure not black women. So let's move on to the other comment. Red PG, has, he says, he changed rap and opened lanes for non-gangster non-gangst- rappers, and the Yeezy jumped over the jump man. Both it's false. Life. Ooh, Both false. Ooh, ooh, now, ooh. I, when I read when I read that comment nine days ago, I'm like, this got to be somebody that knows Daoud, because Daoud has been saying the Yeezy jumped over the jump man for a long time now. So, quickly, fellas, what do you think about that? Do we think the Yeezy jumped over the jump, man? Quan, you know, your dial-up has been acting up, but we're going to we gonna start with you. Do you agree with that comment? We talk about the, the jump, man. We talk about the Yeezys and the jump, mans. That's what we're talking about. The uh, Yeezy and Jordan. Uh, uh, nah, you can never surpass. You can never surpass Jordans. I don't think that, I don't think that would ever happen. The Yeezys, and also, too, the Yeezys cost too much. And uh, the joints are kind of wiggy, so I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean I, I'll, I'll stick with the Jays. <laughs> Ooh, you you've been saying this for a while now. I think it's a little deeper than the shoe itself. Right? Yeah, of course, of course, bingo. Listen, Michael Jordan came out what uh, 1984, 85. I was two, yep. three years old. Okay, yep. there's no doubt he has a 30 year head start on Mr. Kanye West. So it's not about that. And we all love Jordan. What did I saw a Yeezy quote when he said what? something about like all black men should have like two pair of Jordans? Like, so we, we get it. It's not about the actual shoe, it's about the impact of this man who already, who already uh, uh, owned and took over rap music and then went into the fashion game and took over the shoe game. It's not even about the sneakers. And, and you're probably right, Quan. Like, some of them shoes, it's not for people like us. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. But it's a whole new generation that love them shits. And, and, and his <laughs> impact and power that he came and took over the shoe industry is just insane. That's art. That's art. See, remember, Hove had his nice little Reebok shits. Cute. The nice commercial with 50. I liked it. Come on now. We can't compare this to Yeezy. That's what the brother was saying earlier in that in that comment. How he, he passed Jay. I don't look at it as he passed him, but he's in a different zone. What do you think, Alex? So I have a, a room full of sneakers here, mostly Jordans. So I consider myself someone that knows a little bit about sneakers. Um, let me put this in perspective for you. So Jordan brand... In 2017, mm-hmm. 
sold over uh, made over three point one billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. As a sub- subsidiary for Nike, Jordan Brand, Jordan Brand mm-hmm. made more money in two thousand seventeen than all of Adidas did. Period, including Yeezys. They're like they're they're not in the same galaxy, and certainly you, you can argue that Jordan had a thirty year head start. Um, but also, let's also just be honest. Jordan's a bigger pop culture figure than Kanye. Like even Jordan hasn't touched a basketball since 2002. Yet kids today at least know who he is because of his highlights and the arguments about him and LeBron and all this kind of stuff. Jordan is an icon. He's in his own category. But also I'd put it to you this way. So is Kanye in his own category? I mean, I, I, I mean, he, he is right. Like when, I mean, you know what, like, you know what? Like, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of rappers with sneakers, Jay 50 cent. I mean, how long, certainly his is, are bigger than theirs. Now, how long it lasts? I don't know. Like, here's the question. Jordan hadn't, hasn't touched the basketball in 20 years, right? Sure. Yet his sneakers still sell out in record time. When Kanye's done rapping and making beats 20 years later, do you think his products will move? And I don't think that they will. Furthermore, a pair of Jordan Ovo, a pair of Jordan Ovo's, went for over a hundred grand resale. Kanye has never had sneakers go for a hundred grand retail. The Eminem uh, car, Eminem fours go for over 34,000. Kanye's never had his sneakers resell for those kind of numbers. I mean, like well, well, they're well, just not well, the same. What about the October reds? What do they resell for? They're, they're Nike, up there. but it's funny, but they're I Nike. understand that. I, and, but but right? you're like, <laughs> I agree. So, so think about this. Think about this. This one guy, who, who was basically a, a, a C, an A-list producer, a B-list rapper who climbed his way up to the top is now in the same breath of somebody who had to jump out the damn gym, win six championships, two gold medals. You see what I'm saying? They're both icons, and he did it a lot easier and a lot faster. The guy's special. He's an icon, right? Win, lose, or draw. Who did it, who did it easier I mean, and faster? I mean, he, look, I mean, he, he did it his way, man. You know, he came in the game and and no one, I guess we talked about last time, no one really showed him the recognition that he he wanted and he was looking mm-hmm. for. And it wasn't easy for him. And I do agree with that, that it took more of a, 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 it took more of a length when it came to Jordan and his brand and what he was marketing. Um, despite the fact of what Kanye went through, it took him to do it in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a time that wasn't, it, you know, it, 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 it was... But also, too, music back in that it wasn't music wasn't music back in the time during the Jordan era like it was now. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was a lot. It was easy for I'm gonna say easy, but it was kind of a way for rappers to kind of kick in the door and have endorsement deals. And so you know, yeah, he kind of fit in. He fit that mold, and he he kind of just you know rolled that wave, and he did his thing with it. So despite the fact of what's going on, you know, the the, the two eras. I mean, yeah, has he's made his way. He made he's made his mark. He does have a lot of antics, but when it comes to particularly the marketing, when it comes to the, the artist, the artist, and, and and everything else, his brand—I mean, he he's made his mark. Yeah. I mean, after after the last dance dropped in 2020, the Air Jordan 13 Flints—I had those in 11th grade, by the way—the Air Jordan 13 Flints—they <laughs> became StockX's biggest-selling sneaker. They sold 40,000 units in one month. The 13s. No one even talks about 13s. Which one of the 13s? They, Those with the black uh, on no, the, they're um, white. The flints are white. They have blue and gray on them. Okay. Like, okay, n- they're not ones. They're not fours. They're not threes. The thirteens. They're not patent leathers. They be like, it's so not. It's just it. 
they're not it's okay for people not to be the same like i re- i recently heard floyd mayweather say that i believe he's he thinks he's bigger had a bigger impact than mike tyson and muhammad ali and whoa whoa, he, whoa 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 he mentioned he mentioned a great one he did and floyd can and floyd can say what floyd wants but the point is like yo, those guys are cultural. like but that's my point also like 20 and 30 listen man like 52 knockouts that's that's, that's pretty damn amazing it, it, I, I see Mike Tyson drop people in less than fifty-two seconds. Mike Tyson was bigger than boxing. Floyd he was bigger. Than, he was bigger than Michael Jordan. Right. I see Floyd. I see Floyd. I think knock some knock some dudes out too. Oh, nothing. Not questioning how great of a boxer Floyd was. It's just that we what we tend to do is whoever's like the newer generation of of artist or athlete or whatever. There's this idea that they've somehow surpassed the previous generation, and I don't think that that's always so true. Like I said, man, like, you know, our kids today, our kids today will be wearing Jordans and they would have never seen Michael Jordan step on the basketball court. That says a lot. If you're if you tell me 20 years from now, our grandkids will be rocking Yeezys. Then we have a different conversation, but I bet you 20 years enough, they're still rocking Yeezys. They're still wearing Jordans. Like, it's just it's just. it's, It's different. It's an interesting debate. And, and yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I, I I get both sides, you know, jo- like people saying that's the argument. Jordan had a 30 year start, but Jordan also jumped in at a time where it was unheard of for an athlete to have a signature shoe like that. Um, and then to your point, Quan, like back in Jordan's day, it was super unheard of if that that an, an artist had a shoe did and, and, you know, had a signature shoe at that. So. Different times, different places. I heard Dame Dad say this week that, you know, he felt if Michael Jackson would have had a shoe, a shoe deal at the time, it would have did the same thing. So same thing as as, as Michael Jordan, or same thing as as Yeezys? As both. Like he would have, you know, he would have he would have blew up. So it would have sold. Did have the L.A. Gears though? He definitely rocked penny loafers. <laughs> he he, he did. <laughs> and he did moonwalking penny loafers. But anyway. We got some more comments I want to get to before we move into the actual documentary and the act two of it. So, Smalls, cue that music real quick, man. Hey. Hey, he ready. That's all I'm going to say is he, 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 he ready. So, we going to call this Alex Response. They was coming at my man head, and I, I didn't like it, and I want him to have a chance to respond. So here's some of the comments. Ra Ra says the Alex guy energy is off. The only time he speaks is when he want to discredit. Yeah, I ain't a Kanye fan, but you ain't gotta like someone to respect the hustle and the come up. Watch watching the doc gave me more of an insight into his psyche and also the opportunity to see the impact his mother's death had on him and to lead him to the manifesto to the Kanye we see today. At the very least, he could have taken away the inspiration to believe in yourself when no one else sees your potential. There's a little little cue said this Alex guy is such a hater. And, <laughs> and then uh, someone else said, Alex mad about the MAGA hat. Tell me why you mad about Kanye and the hat, Alex. So, Alex, this is your Roy time, yours. <laughs> this is your time brother like you know let them know let them know why you feel like you feel you know about about the brother 
Listen, man. Listen. I'm not a Kanye fan. I believe on the last the last episode we did about this, I said, like, look, I said it today. Used to rock Rockefeller Kanye. No, I I dug his music. I bought one of his albums. Dug a lot of the things that he did. But I'm not a fan of Kanye. So if you're a Kanye acolyte, so be it. But I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, Kanye's no more than than Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. I mean, he's a charlatan. And if 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 folks are enamored by what he's accomplished, cool. But if somebody else isn't, cool, right? Like, what do you what do you want what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want from me with this? <laughs> like, I don't like to do. All right. I know. And I've, I've said on various episodes that we've done about, you know, him and his antics, I've expressed why I don't like to do. So what more do folks want from me? So why are you mad at the yay hat? I mean, at the, at the MAGA hat. I mean, I think it's obvious, but what he wants to know, why are you mad about the, yay, about the MAGA hat? I mean, if you have to ask that, then, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're not, a, a skin folk. I mean, like, I, I, I don't like that's fairly obvious, right? Like you've got one of the uh, biggest black celebrities on the planet cozying up with a president who, when he wasn't president was taking out billboard boards to have the central park five arrested. Like, you know, like, you know, for some people, if you can look past Kanye's antics and still appreciate his music, go for it. But I'm pretty st- cut and dry with how I, I approach you know, who I support and where I spend money. And I, you know, at my age, I determine, okay, well, can I handle a a company or an individual's antics? And do I think that I should still be supporting them? It's just my opinion. Me not liking Kanye, that's not hurting his pockets. That's not hurting any of his fan base. So folks still want to, you know, want to like him. All right. By all means. But he, you know, he gets no burn in this crib. The man has spoken. <laughs> hey, and he for all the rest of the smoke in the comments. I'm just saying. And we responded to everything. We're gonna keep responding to everything, but he I'm gonna let him air it out like he just did. So he can, said can, it. Can, can I propose <laughs> Mr. Mr. Cube? Mr. Cube, can I ask a question? <laughs> um, so let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, sir. And it's not just you. It's a lot of people who don't, per se, like Kanye the guy. Why do you think he gets such a visceral um, hatred, though? Like, it's not just, let's say I don't like grapefruit juice, right? 
Like I, I don't eat, I don't drink it. It shit's whack to me, right? But I don't viscerally hate it. Why do you think Kanye elicits such an a visceral hate? Like it was people who watched last week's episode who don't know you from, you know what I'm saying? They don't know you, but they saw that energy that you viscerally don't like him. And a lot of people don't. A lot of there's a lot of people out there who don't who viscerally don't like Kanye. Why do you think he gives off? Why do you think he lists those emotions like that? He's not the first artist to for people to dislike. Visceral. Like, like there, not just there were people, you know, even though Michael Jackson's probably the biggest artist of all time, there there are people that flat out hated him in the later years of his career. I mean, like Kanye's not the and certainly there are artists that came up in the 50s and 60s that face backlash and face things that Kanye's not facing just because of the color of their skin. Now, Kanye does get a lot of hate because of the color of his skin, but, you know, last I checked, he and I have the same skin color. So I don't care for his antics. And I think he does a lot of his stuff just for attention, man. Like he's not a 22-year-old rapper. He's 40. Some of this stuff is just ridiculous. So... Mm -hmm. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't care for him, but if somebody else does, then that, you know, it's a quote unquote free country. It's their prerogative. <laughs> true, true, true. So answer, answer your own question. Why do you think, mm -hmm. why do you think that happened? I, I think certain artists, certain people, and they elicit a certain amount of hate. For instance, I'm not, I don't want to get political on you in this crazy time, but George Bush, right? Like, no one talks about George Bush anymore, right? George Bush Jr., not his daddy. George Bush Jr. No one talks about him. This guy is probably literally, might be the worst president in the modern times. But no one talks about him, right? He did some crazy things. Took us into war, Iraq, 9-11, all that stuff, right? Afghanistan, all that stuff. And it wasn't his fault, but he was it was on his watch. So nevertheless, you know, as president, you get kind of um, saddled with that. Donald Trump, as a president, he's viscerally hated. It's a physical hatred. Um, win, lose, or draw, he's done some crazy shit, we know. But he, he's viscerally hated. Where George Bush is just like, eh, whatever. You want to know totally why? Talk but no, but no, no, let me, so, so. There's a part of people that viscerally, viscerally don't like certain people. And I think it's because they act with a certain amount of chutzpah for my Yiddish and Jewish folks. He, he, he acts with such a, a freedom. And I think a lot of people deep down resent that freedom. And people actually want to have that freedom to be able to say what you want to say and kind of act the way he wants to act. Why don't That's we just call perfect. it what... Maybe it's not that Jewish word that you use. Maybe it's narcissism. And yeah. Trump and Kanye are both narcissists. So as, as bad of a president as George Bush uh, Jr. Uh, was, like he never proclaimed to be smarter than everybody else or more talented than everybody else. He was universally disliked by a lot of people. And when his time was up as president, he faded into the shadows. You don't hear from him no more. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Donald Trump, on the other hand, before he was in office and once he got in office, he acted like he was smarter than everybody on the planet. And even once he's gotten out of office, he still tried to stay in the spotlight. You see the same things with Kanye. There's, there's a level of narcissism with people like them. And 
whether or not people can see that or not, I, I, you know, everyone has to judge all of these celebrities and politicians on, you know, based on their own merits and what they, they think, but they're narcissists, man. And I think that that like Michael Jackson was the baddest man on the planet, but he never like, he didn't put down Luther or other great artists. Mike just did Mike. And you see people like Kanye I'm the new I'm 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 the new Tupac. I'm better than Tupac. Or I didn't jump over the jump man. There's this idea of like just let your work speak for itself. Why do you have to continue to say you've jumped over the next person or the next great, particularly black person? Like for what? There's room for more than one great black person, right? There's this idea of knocking other great people down that, that I think Trump does and Kanye does as well, which is probably why they got along so well. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you consider Michael Jordan a narcissist? He probably is, except he does it in the quietness of his own home. Michael Jordan probably still thinks to say that he could beat anybody on a basketball court. Oh, he's and, he's, he's, he, he's sitting in his Hall of Fame speech in front of yeah. 20 million people. And 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 he probably can still beat the majority of people on the planet. Right. When he, but like when he, wasn't he asking people to, to lace him up at the 75th magic. anniversary? Yeah, like two two magic. weeks ago. He he see to me, like the narcissism aspect, yes, yeah. I mean, it, a lot of people are narcissists. They have narcissistic tendencies. The, the visceral hate that these guys get, it's just, it's just very interesting to me. It's very interesting. And some of the greatest people we know, most talented people we know, are narcissists. Some, sure. some, some probably would even consider Muhammad Ali a narcissist, right? Sure, sure. A lot of people would say that, but also one could argue but that they, Muhammad they Ali actually. Did. And and not to cut you off, Alex, but they all dealt with the hate. They all dealt with hate. They did, and, and, and that's it. And, and, that, and that's why that's why I compare Yeezy. I'm not saying he's better or worse, but he's a modern day. This, this is the way, next. This iter- is where you. This where you bug out at. Go ahead. No, this is the next iteration of that type of visceral hate. Uh, but Ali did it, it. Look, Ali had to do it that way because I mean, look at the environment in which he was coming up in. I, 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 as much as people make similarities between the social environments of today and the 1950s and 60s they're still night and day and beyond that like ali stood for something so when ali didn't you know when they wouldn't call him muhammad and he didn't want to go to war he gave up everything he had not to go right to stand mm-hmm. on his principles mm-hmm. you you tell me kanye's giving up anything to stand on principle but what if his principle was i'm the baddest mf out there yeah but you know what but i'm still going to give up all my fortune and everything to go against this other thing like to what I fundamentally believe. Well, in. just but okay, but fair enough, fair enough. But what about even what he did with the stem player last week or two weeks ago? I'm literally going to tell Apple to f off. I'm going to sell you my own stem player. Yeah, I'm going to sell. I'm I'm going to sell my own my own music to a bunch of people who who. I'm going to sell a two hundred dollar player mm-hmm. to people who are largely fans that don't have enough money to spend on a two hundred dollar player for for this from this guy. So you get mad at Michael Jordan for charging two hundred dollars for his sneakers? No, I don't. Right. It is, it's, it's, this is a, this is a it, capitalistic it, market. I I it offer is. you a service or a good. You pay if you don't want to pay for it, don't pay for it. That's fair, yeah, right? I mean, he, he he was doing it in Chicago for you know for decades. So well, let's just let's just say this: Jordan sneakers at at two hundred or whatever they are are worth more than Kanye's music on a. Music it's what player. you, but it's what you value, though, sir. Some people don't value Somebody sneakers. Here, but, so but, I, but if like if I spend five hundred dollars on a pair of Jordans, at some point I can always resell them or get out of them. You gonna really resell that player and get your money back, or even get a portion of your money back? I'm with you on the, I'm, all I'm, that, I mean, but I'm. Just... But is it right either way? So if Michael Jordan is selling, if, if was putting his his sneakers on the market 
for $200, $300, you know what I'm saying? But someone from the inner city that can't even buy it versus the same thing in the situation of Kanye West doing it, is it, is it right? There are Jordans that don't cost two hundred dollars. Most, but most of his Jordans cost two hundred dollars, or they expensive. No, the 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 the, the rarer ones cost two hundred dollars. But there are plenty of Jordans that don't. Okay, how, so let's say how what's the lowest end of Jordans? Ninety dollars. They it might be. I don't know. There's I don't, no, I don't know what the you, cheapest Jordan is anymore. It may be some some jump man that you may be able to buy and pay less for maybe forty dollars. But other than that, Michael I'm Jordan is never. Michael Jordan has never ever put his sneakers on the market where it's been $60 for people to buy. Actually, they were. When they first came out, they were $60. The Jordan 1s were 60 Yeah, yeah but that's $60 in 1984 money. Exactly. The inflation rate the, alone. Like, like Michael, no. we, 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 live in a cap- I, we, we live in a capitalistic society. So but why you're, not, Kanye- you're, you're, you're not about to tell me that a pair of sneakers at 200 is the same as, as 10 songs at 200 They are not the same thing. It's not about that. It's about what but you it's, value. It's about what you value. The point of the matter is did you buy it, Mister? Don't. It's not about. It's say as I do. <laughs> not as a, <laughs> I would buy it though. I would buy it, but I'm gonna have to get it sent to your house because I don't want my wife to see it. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's it's like it's like this guy is gets he just call he gets called crazy and oh he needs on his meds and he's bipolar for actually owning his art and selling his art. But could How it be both? Is that? Could he also have mental health issues while also? Oh, well, sure, sure. I mean, I, I, we all do, right? I mean, I, I mean that's cool, but the point of the matter is the media actually makes this guy out to be a madman, a crazy man for actually owning his, his art. How crazy is that? Hey, I mean, I they mean, did it. To, they did it. They did it to Lavar Ball too when he was saying that you know all three of his sons were going to go to the league. But we'll, 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 we'll talk about that a whole nother time. That's that, that's what? a whole exactly. But you see how now? Remember, remember, Mister Exit. Mr. X said about the media, it'll it'll have you thinking your friends are your worst enemies. It's a very deep psychological game, and it's just not. I mean, I think in twenty twenty two. Go on, sir. No, I, I there was a comment about like Kanye made it like cool or okay for rappers, not you know non gangster rappers to get into hip hop. Now we were all born, I believe, in nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty two, right? He changed mm-hmm. rap, open lanes, non gangster rappers. Okay, we were all born in 81 or 82. Correct me if I'm wrong, there were gangster rappers. Gangster rap wasn't even a thing in the 80s. Gangster rap didn't come around until NWA blew up. There were always rappers that... Kid and Play has one of the most iconic movies and dances. They had a cartoon. MC Hammer, who actually is a gangster, was one of the biggest rappers on the planet. (laughs) The funky head, Hammer. No no, like, no, 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 Alex. He was he was bigger than a rapper. He's one of the biggest my, artists in the right. world. But that's my point. There, there have been plenty of not, Run DMC weren't gangsters. There are plenty they of rappers. non-gangster rappers before Kanye. Like, what are we doing here? Right, right. I agree. No, that that yeah. I don't. I mean, tribe, the whole native tongue. Right, tribe. I, 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 yeah, I don't. I, I think I think Kanye came in at a time where. You know that that gangster shit is what what was selling at the time, so it was different. It was a different, you know, it, it, like we talked about in episode one, like mm-hmm. when he went to Clue. What you want, Clue? And he said, "I that want that hard shit. shit, that street shit." Yeah. I think he came in at a time where that the street shit was popular, so it was it was different, and nobody thought what he could do would sell. So perfect segue. Let's go into some of the highlights of the last episode. Um, Episode two, we they called it purpose, man. And and um 
you know, just a quick, well, I mean, you know, just a quick synopsis of, of, yeah. of the episode. I mean, it, it pretty much highlighted him as he got signed, right? We mm-hmm. it, it, The last episode ended with him getting signed, right? Right, right. And then it showed that, um, you know, how excited he was to get signed. He was waiting for that moment. And then this episode kind of started with him signed, but still on the shelf as an artist. So, um, so in my notes, Ood, I have like, you know, he felt he was still on the sideline as a rapper as he got signed. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and we all know those, those, that, that time went before college dropout, you know, dropped and, and before the accident. Um, what are your thoughts in the early parts of episode two with some of the things that he was going through, even after the excitement of him being signed at the time? Yeah. It's a great question. So what I did was I took, like I said, I, I rewatched it. I watched it, of course, when it dropped last week, and then I rewatched it last night. And a couple of things really jumped out at me. One, he got introduced at a paid-in-full uh, press conference. Now, yeah. think about how, first of all, that movie's incredible, right? I mean, you get shot every day, B. You'd be all right. You tough, right? <laughs> um, so that was just interesting. I, I haven't even seen I haven't. Have, have you guys seen a rap press conference? I mean, that's insane, right? But secondly... Think about this. Dane, who's a musical mogul legend, right, actually put PD Crack in front of Kanye West. Like, think of that. But, but I couldn't blame him because you was around in 2000, 2001. PD shit was rocking. PD was nice. State property was rocking. Beans was the general of Rockefeller. It made sense. Why am I going to have this guy talking about Jesus Walks and, and college dropout when PD Crack is like 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 the next one. Dame probably really Damon Ho really thought that PD Crack was the next one. That was interesting to me. And then I also as intriguing part to me was the Hove when 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 Ye went into the Hove uh, point out the bounce. Um, that was Blueprint Two, I believe. Mm. That session and, and Hove was like, "Yo, like if you ain't say nothing, you wasn't gonna get on this, right?" You know, and that 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 was the, the 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 passion, the hunger, the humility. Closed mouths don't get fed, and no and and no no instance of business in this country, this world, and and that showed like even though I, I never liked that song, I actually thought it was kind of corny. I thought Blueprint Two was bloated, um, but <laughs> um, nevertheless, I don't know. It was just interesting about the, what do you think about the PD crack part? Like, so that interesting? I, so I have that in my notes as well. I thought that was very and and the words I used was interesting. PD <laughs> crack. I, I I literally have word for word interesting PD crack versus Kanye question mark question mark. Yes. Like, I don't know if Kanye. I mean, the doc kind of painted it as like you know Kanye looking like yo y'all gonna put this dude before me, but like you said, PD was nice. Bling. <laughs> he literally said bling every run. <laughs> uh, PD, and, and, I love you, bro. <laughs> but it was at a time where, like you said, that that was what people were looking for. That's that's what was selling at the time. Mm-hmm. So I did think that was interesting to find out that PD was pushed before him. Even little, uh, what was the the the, the team? Young Gunners? No, it was um. Oh man, I didn't write them down. But it was another like one of their young rappers. Or Rockefeller? Yeah, like a, I think he was like a teen. He was a teenager at the time that they was kind of pushing before Ye. They even know. they even gave him a push, and I wish I ever wrote that down. But they they gave him a push mm-hmm. before they had even 
you know, gave Kanye a push. So that was interesting in itself. I think the whole session was his defining moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yo, Hove thought, because I mean, everybody knew, like, yo, if your shit wasn't going to be tight, you, you ain't weren't, weren't going to get on this track. Nope. And, you know, to see Hove coaching him up and, you know, and if actually feeling the verse and feeling the song, mm-hmm. um, I think that that was his defining moment to to that let him know, like, yo, I can actually, I can actually do this. Alex, did you even, did you watch the doc this time? <laughs> Some of us have to work for a living. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, you're knowledgeable in it. In, in sure, you was in, in, right, in, right. in that in that era in rap, and I think that you know um, some of this stuff that we're gonna say is gonna be a surprise to you, like the PD, you know, the push of PD over Kanye at the time. Like it seems weird now, but like you it know, made sense then. It, it made, made sense. It made, then. it made it made a lot of sense then. And then to get on the bounce, you know, the song with Hove, like, I mean, we all heard that song. I, I mean, I like the song, but I feel you. It's it's not yeah. it's not the first song that comes to mind when I'm thinking of Hove. But yeah, I, I like I like that song. I I mean, you think about it back then, man, like all those producers, nobody was. Look, we had Dre, the Neptunes, Manny Fresh, like nobody was checking for rhymes from any of them. Mm-hmm. They wanted their beats. It was the same with Kanye. Mm-hmm. It, the beats. It was all about the beats back then with those guys. So like, you know, was, you know, Petey Crack, should he have been pushed ahead of him? Look, man, he was for state's property. <laughs> Did Petey even drop an album? I don't even Petey, remember. I don't, Petey was nice, yo. Petey Never was dropped, nice. Yeah. But he, he was all, he was Lala's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> the cousin rumors of a, I remember when that broke back in the day that yo he related to Lala, but I mean it was definitely interesting to see like Kanye actually sitting there like bro I'm I'm sitting he's, on he's better than me like and he literally he probably me. said that in his rhyme like this is better than me like yeah. and, and, and that- not to cut you off ooh, but I want to move to this because it, to piggyback off of what Alex just said like mm-hmm. you know. At that time, they wanted your beats. We ain't want your rhymes, right? right. Mm-hmm. And he took in the docket show where he took personal what Big Face said he was the best rapper producer. Yes, and that, and what, yes, and that and, was and what, what that's like saying, yo, what like that's the best kid rapper. Yeah, nah, I just want to be the best rapper. And and he took that he took that to heart where Big Face thought he was bigging him up. Exactly. Like, yo, you're the best rapper producer out, and he really like. Yo, what you mean? Like, nah. I mean, I want to be one of the best rappers, and in a sense, I got where Big Face was like, "Yo, I'm I'm giving you a compliment right now," and I also got what Kanye. I mean, I guess being in that, if if you want to be known as one of the best basketball players, right? Right. But someone comes to you and say, "You a three point specialist, yo." Yeah. Oh, yo, you 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 the best basketball player. In Columbia, Maryland, right? Like, no, I want to be the best in the world. Yeah, and and so, I mean, that too was 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 different. I mean, it was just interesting to see like how personal he took shit like that. Um, I too just just to put it out there, I I'm not the biggest Kanye fan, right? I'm more of an old Kanye guy. Um, the new Kanye is just like, all right, bro. You know what I mean? 
I do think sometimes he's misunderstood, but at the same time, it's like, and we talked about it last episode, how it's like that, that, you know, only kid syndrome that a lot of that shows out with him. But I did learn so far in these, these first two episodes that like, yo, his, his drive and will to want to be what he eventually became like, yo, that shit was evident. That shit was evident early on. And I said again last episode that it didn't happen on accident. Like he wanted this and he and he and he pushed for it. Sometimes people stumble into their success, and I don't think that he did. He really was he 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 was the ultimate believer in himself. So go ahead. What you got? What yeah. you got to say about that? Well, yeah, no, I respect one hundred percent that. So a co- another couple of uh, parts that really uh, stood out to me was, of course, the car crash. Um, yeah, yeah. So 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 I mean. It's stay, stay where I'm at, bro. I got it over here. October, okay. October. So let's throw to that. October twenty third, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. That was the Kanye accident. That was a car. We car. all can speak on that, even without watching the doc. Yep, yeah. And what and what that you know did to his career. So, I mean, I hate to throw this picture up, but this is this is Kanye October. In October twenty uh, in two thousand two, where wow. he was in a rough act, uh, a horrible accident, where he broke his jaw, and uh, amongst other things. Yeah, so yeah, it's go ahead. Your thoughts on that? Luke? Yeah, my thoughts was first of all, um, terribly tragic, um, and uh, we, you know, he could have easily died. I mean, he said it broke his jaw in three places. Yo. Like that shit just sounds painful. Like yeah. it's crazy. But, you know, kind of segueing off of that a little bit, the dentist that he had was a real asshole. <laughs> Why you say that? Um, Because he was, like, just being rude as shit. He had no bedside manner. And yo, he wasn't rude by saying, yo, you can't film. Like, it's elite. No, no, nah, nah, his whole, the whole point of, like, the medical field, yo, like, they all go to school, right? And they all know what they're doing, right? It's the it's the touches. It's the, it's the finesse of a really good doctor. And that dude was just, like, just real rigid and raw. I wasn't feeling his energy. And I don't know about you, but I know the dentist is a damn scam sometimes. Because <laughs> every time Listen. I go to the dentist, it's, it's a good three, four hundred right off the joint. And every time they'd be like, oh, you need x-rays. Like, really? I didn't break anything. What do I need x-rays for? <laughs> that's, I'm pro- sorry. That's my, that's my dentist uh, tangent. Well, why are we on that? The dentist... He had an issue. He, he he made some comments about them filming while they walked in. He ultimately let them continue to film. Sure. Um, I'm assuming that you mean he came off like an ass because Kanye was asking for some shit that like, yo, it just wasn't going to happen. Like you weren't going to be ready at a certain time so that you can f- shoot your video. Like, <laughs> yo, it's not going to happen, bro. Like, and he, I think at that time, you need doctors and dentists or whoever, people in the medical field to be 100% honest with you. True. And that's what they, that's what he needed. Yo, it's not, it's not going to happen. You know what? Yeah. You say that you're a handsome guy. You want yourself to look a certain <laughs> way. Hey, you don't look that bad right now, considering what you went through. Yeah, so right. I, I took that as like, yo, slow your ass down and just be grateful that you're still here. Because, like you said, quite he could have been he he could have been gone he could have been gone that yeah. that crash could have could have killed him. Alex, I want to let you in here on that. Like I know you remember back in that time when it broke that Kanye had got into the car accident. Um, 
what's your thoughts on that? Anything to add on that, that situation? No, not really. I mean, obviously that was a, 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 a really tragic thing that happened to him in his life. And so, you know, whether that had any impact on where his career went after that, I mean, not similar, but you think about when Tupac got shot and then, you know, mm-hmm. Tupac gets even bigger. 50 Cent certainly shot up, you know, has bullet in his mouth, has to change the way he sounds and raps, and then 50 becomes 50, right? So I don't know if Kanye's accident had anything to do with him getting even bigger. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I vaguely recall when it happened. Oh, yeah, no, no, a hundred percent. Um, and just the, you know, kind of taking that negative and making it into a positive, like anybody, anytime that you've ever been sick, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when you're in that hospital, man, I always tell people, and I was talking to my dad today, today's his birthday. Happy birthday, pops. Happy um, birthday. And, and I always tell people one of the biggest humblings you can get in life is being sick. Because when you're sick, you, as humans, we all think we're in control of shit, right? Like, oh, I control this, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. When you're sick, you get injured, you're in an accident, you realize you're not in control of much. Mm-hmm. So that, maybe he said, I think he said he was in the hospital for seven days. That got him reflecting. That got him more hungry. You're talking mm-hmm. about someone who already had the passion, but now he was like, okay, Rockefeller fronting on me. They haven't opened up the budget in a year. I've been sitting on the shelf you know what? We're going to turn a negative to a positive. We're going to make this out. We're going to make this song, which has turned out to be one of the greatest songs ever. Um, through my pain on this host in this hospital stay. That shit's inspiring. It's like once again, it gets back. The music is only part of it. <laughs> the music is only part of it. The inspiration, man. Anyone that's been sick or has had a parent sick or had a buddy sick. It, it, you're, you're humble. You're thinking. You have time to think and plot your next moves. I just thought it was incredible, man. Well, Love he said he said throughout the doc that it it, it kind of refueled his thoughts. It, it did push him. It did put him in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I mean, this situation turned into a great song and a great idea to rap with his with his jaw wired and call it through the wire. You know what I mean, and like right, right. even though, that's even just though genius, it's genius. Even though Shaka Khan didn't like didn't like the sample, <laughs> I she heard said, she didn't. I heard she, she didn't. Yeah, she said she said it, he ruined the song. But anyway, and but they did perform together. They did on a war show, if y'all remember. But she did. You know she, you, you know she was a Black Panther. Yeah, man. She, yeah, Shaka Khan. Shaka. Anyway. <laughs> You know, so it did. It, he did say that it, you know, it refueled him and, and and it pushed him, but it did end up only pushing the dropping of his album back even further. Exactly because um, he had to chill, right? Rockefeller was like, "Yo, sit down, chill." You know what I mean? And I think that then turned into him, which they froze his budget, didn't open his budget, which then turned into some interesting situations with him um, borrowing studio time. Yes. You know, um, and and again, turning into one of the better songs that we've ever heard in this situation where he um, where he had to go to Jamie Foxx's house to use his studio. 
Good thing Jamie had a he had a, a studio in his house. Hell yeah, he had an engineer and everything. Everything. Damn. So <laughs> this again was another situation. Another thing that I learned in this doc, which you know, I sweat it hard too, yo. <laughs> it turned into slow jams. And I mean, just seeing how they how they made that song and um I mean, it's like when you okay now when you hear the song and even when we when it came out first, you're thinking like, oh, yo, they probably did the traditional route, you know, as a part of his budget. You know, right. he hit he hit Jamie Foxx up, but it was no like, yo, I need to come to your house and use your studio. This is my concept for the song. And Jamie goes into being the talent that he is, goes into the booth and creates the moment that we all love in the song. Let me let me can I I mean let me touch on that um touch on a couple points on that one yay already had the song ready see yeah. that th- th- that's the difference between like just out here bullshitting and, and like being focused on your craft I'm borrowing studio time I don't have time to BSing like that you know what I mean the song here's the theme here's what I want you to do and 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 Pharrell made a good point too I'm sure I don't know if you hit that point but Pharrell said that him being self-contained was one of the biggest, like, uh, that was an advantage for him. When mm-hmm. you can rap and produce, and y'all don't have to wait for the producer to bring me the beat, or mm-hmm. you gonna write your verse? You gonna write, no, no. Everything is self-contained. And that's, you know, it's, I, I kind of always liken that to, like, what kind of made the Wu-Tang so special in, in their own right. Everything was here. RZA was like, yo, Meth, I need you on the hook. All right, yeah. I, you got to do this, do this. I don't have to go outside and ask other people to do this. Being a self-contained unit like that, you can't lose, especially if you don't. You just can't lose like that because you, you're, you're not dependent on anybody else. You know what I mean? It was just genius. Like the how, how Fox even did, like, that song is incredible, by the way, too, man. Yeah, I mean, That's seeing a great it, fucking song. Seeing the behind the scenes of how it was made is like, damn. You know, and I mean, literally, he gave him the idea, but it was like, "Yo, you go in the booth, you freak it how you want you to." You riff it, right, right. And and he just started, you know, naming off <laughs> <laughs> Smokey just... Robinson, all of those cat, like. But that just came off of his head. It wasn't written down. It was just like, so to see that that type of stuff in play. I know Alex think we're doing a slurp fest right now, Kanye, but. <laughs> But it, it, I mean, it was amazing to see it come, it come to together Full like circle that. Full circle like that, yeah. It, it's just, it, it, it's you could tell he was in a damn zone, man. Like, like, yo, this is my vision for the album, and I'm gonna get it done. Rather, if I have to get the choir, if I'm gonna get the choir to sing through the, it, these artists show, you know, he's the quintessential artist of our time, and. Mm. That's why I don't consider Hove with what Hove does and with that, it's two different things. Hove is making okay. his 16s in his head, and don't get me wrong, that shit's incredible. <laughs> I'm I'm literally I have a choir. I, I like the song's Alex, already done in Kanye's head. Get him, get him, Alex. This is where you can jump in on. Here's where he about four or five times throughout the episode, he he has moments like this where he <laughs> Where he says he has to bring in another person to say, this is why Hove don't do this or whatever, whatever. You could have left Hove alone. I love Hove. Hove is the God. Hove is the God. But 
when you're talking artistic, now I, I, let me sidebar real quick. Um, artistically, Hove incredible, right? He's an incredible rapper. Biggie is an artist. Okay, mm. and let me tell you the difference between that. Go listen to Give Me the Loop. I literally, when I heard Give Me the Loop, and I was like seventh grade, I thought it was two people rapping on a song. Two people rapping. It's one guy going back and forth while he's rapping the bars. That Hove is great. He, yo, he's an all-time. He's the. I love the guy. I got all his albums. I do. I even got title for a little bit. He couldn't do what Biggie does. Didn't that come free with your Samsung? <laughs> you Yo, the, di- the disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect you got, you hold, you disrespect the whole right now, is is it's not right, bro. And I love that you, you keep saying these other guys are artists and yes, he's a rapper, yes. and I think he's that's a, a slap in the face. That's a slap in the face. No, he's one of the greatest rappers ever, and there's no doubt about it. He's top two or three. For easily for me, what, what about one of the greatest artists ever? Nah, art, art, art is something totally different. Art is what Kanye does, art is what Biggie. I told you, go listen to Give Me the Loop tonight. Just listen to it. You'll be like, yo, that's Biggie doing the same. He's rapping two different verses in the same goddamn song. And this was 1994, this was 30 years ago almost. So, you, Hove you, never he, made you feel that way. Hove raps literally. He, he's a literal rapper. Like, he's seen a lot of this stuff he does. That's why he raps about kind of topical stuff. Listen to Nas, I Gave You Power. He's talking about being a gun. It's 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 art. It's Chester Himes. It's Lewis Carroll. It's Shakespearean. It's, it's art. It's not even rap. It's just, they're just making it on beats. But it's a whole different art form. Jay-Z's a great rapper. Incredible rapper. But it's just raps, if that makes sense. Mm. The closest thing I've seen to that was The Evils is an incredible alliteration song. Even if Alex, Jehovah Witness, but I'll never testify. Like, that's a great song. But that's Alex, not... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let Alex get this one. Because I, I, I think that it is art. But go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I, I mean, I think saying that Jay-Z's only a rapper and he's not an artist. I mean, that's just like saying any... Any singer that doesn't write and produce their own music, but they sing the songs, that they're less of an artist. I, I like. So, for example, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she wrote any of her music. She probably. I don't think she did. But let's just say she didn't write any of it. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have one of the greatest voices of all time, and and isn't an artist in her own right because her voice is special. I think what Jay has done is special. Mm-hmm. Whether, I mean, look. Here's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. If. Kanye can't sniff Jay when it comes to rapping, right? Jay's not a producer. So it's a, I, I guess it comes down to a preference thing. Uh, but I, I think Jay's an artist. I think he's one of the greatest artists of, of all time. You know, you know, and a hundred percent right. And, and I love Whitney Houston. I love her to death. Okay. Uh, greatest love of all makes me cry up sometimes. <laughs> now, let me preface that. Let me preface that. Um, I, I grew up, you know, my parents would listen to a lot of Aretha Franklin. Now, remember, Aretha Franklin was a star. She was about seven years old, writes all her music, plays the piano, arranges, can sing in Italian. I don't think they're on the same level of artistry. I think one is Aretha Franklin is quite possibly, forget female. She's one of the top 
10 artists of all time in each yeah. genre. But but most people think Whitney's got the greatest voice of all time. She she has a good voice, and Aretha Franklin has a better voice and a more powerful voice, and can sing every type of music. And she writes all her shit. I mean, like like James Brown. Where do you consider him? Like he, you know, he didn't really. He's what he super- did, what he didn't sing sound like Luther, but no. he no. he's one of the greatest artists of all time. Oh, he's he, to me, he's a superhero. I love it. <laughs> Hot tub, make me sweat. I love you. <laughs> so look, look, man. I, I kept this comment up for a while. Shout out to the lunch break hot take fellas in the building. Peace, God. Uh, what peace. Up, what up, B? Listen, dude, the wire was a game changer. I, I I left this up because there was an interesting moment in this doc where again he was borrowing studio time. He was chasing down Luda to try to get in to get get fifteen minutes. To do a song. Mm-hmm. And then he heard Pharrell was in the same studio. Let me try mm-hmm. to find Pharrell so I can get in there. And he had a moment where he wanted to play Through the Wire for Pharrell. Yep. So I'm going to play that clip. Yes, please do. And he just wanted to get the reaction from Pharrell. But mm-hmm. this was a moment that y'all, y'all will recognize this moment when you see it because it mm-hmm. ended up being a part of the video, uh, right? Through the wire video, but this is Pharrell's real time reaction to him through the wire for the first time. Man, just let me I'll play through the wire for you because I just want to see your reaction. I want to hear all y'all reaction y'all here. Cause that's no problem. It's talking about the accident. I'm, I'm in sitting up in that hospital for seven days to just to decipher between the wolves in my life the direction I need to go in. Adulterated passion, a belief. I, I, I turn tragedy to a triumph, and that's all life really is, right? Like life isn't 
all the moments ain't going to be good. We're going to lose things. We're going to be knocked down. We're going to be fired from jobs, hired from jobs. We're going to lose relationships, stuff like that. How do you how, how do you get that back? That's what that song does. That's that's an anthem. That's gospel music, really, right? I mean, the guy does have a gospel album, number one Grammy, but... <laughs> How can, how can you, Alex, how can you not watch that and feel like something's moving in there, right? Like something is moving in the heart when you see that, right? I mean, I I, I used to like the song. It's it's still dope. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do. I mean. <laughs> you know, maybe it's some, it, something's moving, you know, maybe you had a bad Eshawn special. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Semi on the Grill, but somebody else. <laughs> now, it, it was, it was a dope song. He he came through a, a terrible accident and made that song and 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 kind of talked about coming through it. I mean, it's a dope song. I, I enjoy it. Like I said, old Kanye, I enjoy that music. This new Kanye, I can do without. This is why I think you would like at least the first two episodes. I haven't seen three. I'm assuming three gets a little bit bugged out to the Kanye that you probably don't like, but I think for the first two you would like. Now, anytime a song makes a man do the weekend at Bernie's dance, like <laughs> that shit hit it hit him right here. Like it, it hit you here. You can you feel that shit because a we all grew up with that song, so we we all kind of know that song. So yeah, but you and can. Then- I mean, the concept of it, and you can see where. The line, well, you can see where it clicked for for Pharrell at the time. Yes. Where it says, when he talks about his mouth being wired, and then the through the wire part plays right behind it, and he's like, oh, I shit, I got to walk out. Like, again, another dope moment. I didn't know, you know, we all seen the video where they showed mm-hmm. that clip of Pharrell dancing like that. But we didn't have the context we, behind it, right? We didn't see the context behind it, so... Again, I thought that was another defining moment for him to have Pharrell co-sign him. I didn't put the whole clip on there. It's a little longer than that. But Pharrell went on to say, I've only heard two tracks of yours, but you're my favorite rapper. Yes. Yes. And I think that was, again, a moment where Kanye... I mean, it, it it was... a good moment for him, but then in his mind, it was like, yo, I definitely got to get this album out. And I, even though my label isn't here to support it right now, like I got to find a way to get this album out. So then he went. And, oh, you can attest to this. You've seen it. He went and did everything possible. He even did Deaf Poetry Jam to try yes. to get it out there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and but, but before that, remember, he had to basically go back on the street and hustle. I had yeah. to sell beats. He had to sell beats yeah, to yeah. eat. To, to, you know, 15K here, 15K here. I got to make my video. I believe in my vision. I believe in my vision. That's the entrepreneurial spirit. I believe in my vision. Not Maybe you won't get it. Maybe that guy won't get it. I believe in it. And, and, and Pharrell said something really poignant in that. Maybe he said, keep the same perspective when you get on. Now, I'm thinking back, you know, you look at Easy now, and it's like, it's hard as shit to keep the same perspective. Right, would the would the great Riddick Bo say it's hard to train in silk pajamas? It, it's tough coming from nothing, not nothing, but being hated in the industry to now basically being the, like I said, the third most popular man in the world. 
that's tough to keep that same perspective. So I, I just it was it was very touching, man. I, who, I, uh, who knew who knew D Ray Davis was playing Bernie Mac? Bernie Mac, yeah. Never. I, I honestly thought that was Bernie Mac. I did, I did. Bernie should actually sue. Well, you know, late well, great Bernie Mac should have yeah. sued they ass because, like, <laughs> we all thought that was Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah. And I know yeah. they all from Chicago, but like, yo, you 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 sounding like me? Like, we, you know, yeah. um, it it it's it, um, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just, what a song, man! What a damn song, man! Yeah, I mean, again, another moment that was. I mean, it's done. It's one for the history books, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that led to, you know, again, Kanye starting to put out mixtapes and doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all of this was just to get some buzz around his name so that people would want to hear his music. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, The Rock would have to answer or respond to people calling for his music. So, again, his work at the show um in the, throughout this episode as well and i think more than i think more than any even in even in episode 1 where he was trying so hard to um to get signed and you know he was working hard but i feel like in this i feel like act 2 it showed he worked even harder just to get he wanted people at this time to you know to hear his music at that time he he felt like he was right there. So, again, doing the the Deaf Poetry Jams and doing the mixtapes and um, all of those type of things that he, you know, stealing studio, well, borrowing studio time, sneaking in the MTV late night to use Don't their equipment. Edit, you know, yes, that's... To make the video, like... Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was different. It was a different time. Let me see. Oh, Brandon, <laughs> everybody's wondering where Brandon is. He's in the comments. And not <laughs> Brandon is working tonight, but he's telling Alex to smile because <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's a mess. I, I just um you know you almost gotta look at this like and, and I like how they broke it down in acts, and you'll see three is um three's interesting, bro. Uh, it, I, I it, figured it was a, I figured it was gonna be. The first yeah. two were the first two were pretty, pretty tame, but yeah, I, I but figured I, it. I figured it was coming. It was like the intro, and this is like the rising action, and you're just seeing. I mean, could you imagine? Let's just say Biggie had this type of footage on his on his right. rise to the top, right. or, or 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 Jay, or like some of these guys. Like, it's incredible that he had the foresight to yo tape all this shit because I'm gonna be it. I, I, I'm going to be the number one artist in the world. Who are we giving credit for that? Cootie or 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 yeah? Both, both. Cootie for seeing it and 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 sacrificing his career, and Ye for seeing it like, yo, you need to get with me because this shit. I, I am going to be the biggest artist in the world. And who 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 will be in jail? <laughs> What, for break for for going into MTV, I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. <laughs> but yo, let's so let's move forward, right? Let's move to February 10th. Okay. 04. Okay. 
We know what happened that we we know we know what happened that day. Oh, he's saying if they followed Jay and Big, they would be in jail for what they would do. Hey, good point. Good point. Go for it. <laughs> We're gonna do some editing, y'all. Be <laughs> no. So what what happened? February? I'm not uh, uh, refresh me. I'm, I want Alex to jump back in here because this is where he you know he can he can add to this. But February 10th, which is my mom and my nephew's birthday, by the way, 04, college dropout drops. So, again, Kanye fan or not, the album was sick. A cultural right? moment. It was a moment, Mike. It was it, different. It, it was different. Yes. So, speak on that. What do, what do you What do you remember about that album dropping and first time hearing it? And were you and were you on Yeezy? Were you on the Yeezy train when that album popped, or did you later? Did you get on it later? Here's when I first. Here's when I, I remember I was watching some reality TV show. I used to be really big on reality TV show. Making the um, band. Making it, it one of those shows, and <laughs> I was my my buddy Lance. Our buddy Lance was there, and they, they, this is when they used to be rap commercials. Like there used to be like you know new album dropping, boom, get this blueprints coming out or Ja Rule, whoever. And they played School Spirit from the Kanye West, which is Aretha Franklin, the greatest, you know, one of the greatest singers ever. Um, and I've the beat was so like sick, and I was like, yo, like we heard through the wire, and we all didn't know this shit was gonna blow up like this. But you heard, I heard the school spirit song, the beat. I was like, oh, this shit's different. I'm getting a different feeling. I'm getting like chills listening to this. This is like hearing Ghostface's first album. You know what I mean? Like when, when I heard those beats, and I'm like, this shit is just different. And I, I mean, I went out and got it the first day. Uh, this one, you had to go to the mall and get it, right? And um, it was just incredible, man. It was just, it was from day one, it was a cultural moment. And there's not many albums that are cultural. You know, I can remember, you, you know, what certain albums are cultural. You know where they you were when you heard it, Blueprint, right? Mm -hmm. September 11th. That's a cultural moment. Um, the first album I ever stood out in, 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 in the parking lot, Wu-Tang Forever, Kip Mills and Dobbin opened up at 11.59. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, we're, it, 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 the whole city was there. Because the, it was a moment. Mm. You know, when Wu-Tang Forever dropped, it was a moment. It was life after death. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a moment. And it was just different, right? It was just a different album, especially for that time period. I mean, we remember the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? It was... That shit was just different, and uh, you know, I was so, very so impressed. Let's, let's rewind a little bit. So let's okay. go back quickly to when he was sneaking. Well, not sneaking, but they were allowing him to go into MTV to create the video after hours to use mm -hmm. their equipment, and that's when uh, Cheek Cheeky right Cheeky right, right. came into the picture. That is the other director. Right, Cody and Chike. Um, uh, right. Cody and Chike of this of this documentary, um, and they formed the three of them formed a bond, and they ended up killing the game. Obviously, the video was dope. Right. Um, again, that then led to a moment that I wanted to point out, and I thought was interesting. I was trying to find the clip, and I could not find this clip. Okay. But when Kanye had the 
video release party. Okay. That he okay. put out 24 hours in advance. He let people know he was having this this release party. Okay. And he's having a moment. He's letting everybody know that I yo, that I don't know if you know, the label ain't funding this. The label got me on the shelf. I spent $33,000 of my own money. Mm-hmm. And then Dane walks in. <laughs> awkward, right? <laughs> and it was very awkward and I thought it was I thought it was interesting to see. Like he did kind of freeze up. Like you know, and his tone kind of changed a little bit, but he kept, but he said it like, you know, I pay for this out of my own pocket. Well, 33,000 33, bucks. Right. Right. And they played the video and that, from that point on, it turned into, okay, you know what? We're going to give you the budget for the rest of the album. What did you think of that moment when he was doing that, when he released the video and then when Dane walked in? I think, I think, um, it was like I said when Dane walked in, shit got crazy. It was crazy. Um, he basically leveraged his own uh, side hustle to get a record deal and and to get the budget going. And I think Dane was going to sign him, but when he saw that, he was like, "This motherfucker believes. I have to give him the budget. He won't stop until I give him the budget." And at that point, now let's think about where Rockefeller was. This is 2004. Hove is probably already kind of inching his way out. Beanie was on trial. Um, the split was about to happen, right? Like the split was um Dane would have cut him had the video not been. Yeah, like it, it that video was the ultimate, like, yo, I'm up. You need to just open them budgets up and give me what I need so I can so we can take this to the next level. And it was just the balls to do that, though, right? Like, that takes how many people really believe in themselves and put their money where their mouth is? I, I mean, I, again, that, that's the thing that from these first two episodes that I, I did learn about Kanye. Like, you know, he was he had the ultimate belief in himself. And I thought that 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 was another moment where it's like, yo, you know what? I'm going to fund this on my own. Um. I'm going to make sure this shit get out there and people are going to force people to hear it. You know what I mean? Because he believed in his music that much where it'll be easy at a time for you to get discouraged in a moment like that. Oh, when hell yeah. When your label shelved you, you know what I mean? They, they, they open up the budget for shit. You know what I mean? And you funding all of this. And I think that, you know, especially at that time, um, you know, it, it <sighs> What can you say? Like you gotta give him credit for that. But that then that moment then did turn into 21004, which was the album dropping, which did go um four times certified plat to this day. Oh, and, by the, oh, I'm sorry to interject. It's actually number 10 currently on billboards today. Thank you. But it opened <laughs> up, it was number two on Billboard in the first week. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously success, right? Mm-hmm. And the success then turned into, um, I think this was the start of the friction between Cootie and him, right? They had a they 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 he didn't he ended up not taking Cootie on tour with him, right? Right. And there was a moment in the in the doc where he said to Cootie like, as he's filming him like, yo, I know we got a plan for Jesus walks, but like. <laughs> I'm gonna um, have to. I'm gonna have to get hype for this one. Yes. How would you have taken that? 
Um, I would have thought. I honestly felt like I thought. I honestly felt like Cootie thought he was playing. <laughs> like Cootie, like they, like yeah, okay, yeah, sound cool right now. Filming you, yeah, yo, you having a moment right now. But like, yeah, you gonna let me get this one? And and <laughs> I mean, they ended up. He ended up revisiting it, but right, right, right. I probably would have took it the same, like, yo, you joking. Yeah, okay, yeah, yo. You having your moment, you'll have your moment, yo. You got your success. You think you big enough for hype right now. You know what I mean? But <laughs> um, now I know I got it on the back end. But to not get it, I would have been hurt by that. And I totally sure. understand why why Cootie was, and CK was hurt by that. Yeah, and and, and you'll see part three, um, kind of the, the aftermath of that, that, that seeds grew into something you'll see in part three. Um it was it was Yay acting like Yay. Um you know Hype Williams back then for people who don't know was like the Martin Scorsese Spike Lee of rap videos at that point. Mm-hmm. Um by the way you wanna know the first well I don't know if it was the first but you wanna know one of the early one million dollar rap video um was it? Tell the people Triumph you always got you got to add a woo. A woo well, reference. because if you come from our era, and as I got older, right, I just thought it was about the music, right? We love the music. As you see, I don't know if you see in the back, got my woo shit up right there. I always thought it was just the music. But then you realize, look what Kanye did for his video for uh, Through the Wire, right? Pay for his own money. What did RZA do for Protect Your Neck? Mike, this shit wasn't even edited. I'm going to shoot the video and just give it to Ralph McDaniels, play it with the time bar, you know, when it's counting up the tickers. There was no, it, it, when you're self-contained and you're really by yourself, and you think about the woo as Kanye West in the same way. They're outsiders. You know, they're, 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 they're both outsiders to rap music, per se. Being from Staten Island is not being from Brooklyn or Harlem or what those places. Right. So you got to be self-contained. It's got to be us. In his case, it was all those guys. And Ye is like, it's me against all of this. So they're very both self-contained. And I see a lot of parallels in between them. And um, I'm, I'm just huge fans of both of those from, forget the music side, but the back inside, you know? So, um, but yeah, yo. Um, and Jesus Walk ended up, where do you rate Jesus Walk? Period, as a song. Again, we spoke on it last episode. I think G- G- Jesus Walks was before his time. Something we never heard before. Exactly. I think Brandon even said, like, yeah, we, you, you know, you're talking about Jesus. So, of course, like, it gets the backlash. But we could, we could talk, shoot him up, bang, bang. <laughs> and everybody wants to play it. Right. Um, but I think Jesus, dope song. It's super dope song. It's super. It's it's, it's, it, it's Yeah, it's, it's, I mean. Only thing I can think of to describe it was it was different, different something we never heard of, and um, I mean I think it I think it made people like yourself from that's in the in the hood and shit that was in the hood at the time that feel like they going to church at the same time. So you can never go wrong with that. <laughs> this guy's a mess. But no, I, I mean it's one of his, if not his greatest song. I, it's one I of his so. greatest songs. I think so. so. I, I I think it's just a it's a masterpiece. That might that he, that that's his. And I hate to use this guy because we try not to on this show. But okay, 
that's that's his I believe I can fly. I used to be that I... <laughs> um one hey I'm sorry, can we we can't say his name anymore? I mean I mean that I, we try not to, but I mean hey. That's I believe I can fly is truly one of the greatest gospel songs ever. I, I don't I don't listen. You know, if you put Amazing Grace, some guy who wrote it owned slaves, but R. Kelly. I mean, to me, I don't, I can't judge a person what they, you know, like whatever, what they do and they, you know, whatever. That's a great, that's a great, great comp, bro. That's a, that's a brilliant comp, bro. I I think that's his, you know, he got a little bit of, you know, everything. That's not his, you know, that, that, that's not his, um, that was him stepping out of, you know what we know him for the comfort the, zone, the, right. the slow jams, yeah. The you know the through the, the wires, and yeah. All that. Right, right. Like right. that was him saying, "All right, yo, I got this joint that I think is gonna be dope." You know, it's a little different than what we heard. I mean, we saw in the last episode when he played it for Face Scarface, he was like, "You know what to do with it, yeah." Go to the next one, and it wasn't that. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say he didn't like it, but I I, I feel like people was like, "Yo, I'm not gonna touch that." Think about that. How scary is that, yo? Like, like, like Brandon said, like, yo, you could talk about anything. You yeah. mentioned Jesus on the song, and you're just like, yo, no, ch- yo, chill. It's like, yo, like, really? And and, and yeah, I, I mean, that song is just so. Have you ever heard like the samples that he uses for it? Um, no. It's it's, it's a choir. It's a it's a it's. I think it was called the Alabama Rehab Choir. I'll send it to you offline. And they and it's like, dude, it's yo, it's one of the greatest songs ever. Far none. So my favorite song by him. College dropout turns into 10 Grammy nominations. Yes. And he he has success. I don't I don't remember how many he won. I think it was four, I believe. Um, and then that was his famous Grammy speech, right? Um, where everybody, you know. They was worried about wondering what he was going to say if he didn't win. Guess we'll um, never know. <laughs> so what, what do you think that moment did for his career and, uh, and for and for Kanye and for the Kanye that we know today? Was that the start of the Kanye that we know today? Um, no, them seeds were already planted. <laughs> I, just, well, did it did it give him that nudge? Like, yo, y'all can't tell me shit now. You know, I had to. I kind of had to. I kind of had to sit in the back and, and you know, ride some of these coattails and, and, and listen to these guys coming up. But now I'm here on a stage yeah. that some of you have not been. Now, so, I, I, I never thought of it like that, but I can see that. I can see that angle. Winning four Grammys as a as a solo artist on your first go, that shit is unheard of. Like, that's mm-hmm. unheard of from Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, the Beatles, whoever you want to put. None of them have done something like that. Um... He reached the pinnacle, but once again, though, the artistic side says, I actually got some more shit coming for y'all. Because a lot of artists would have reached that point and been got real complacent, real, real complacent. Um, But he, he took that and just leveraged it and it just kept going. Like, what, what, what drives you to keep going, Mike? That's what you got to ask yourself. Then that's a passion that's in here. You all the money in the world, all the fame, all that stuff, very fleeting. 
there's got to be something inside you that says, I'm still being a creative giant. I am still, I still have barriers to break down. I still have things to accomplish. And I think that also plays a role in the visceral hate. I think some people, and there's many people who don't like Kanye, I think him not slowing down and him always striving and never being complacent scares a lot of people. I, I think it, it on, on a deeper level, it scares a lot of people. Because like you said, he's he, he could just chill somewhere and be straight. There's a passion in him. There's a fire. There's something that he believes in. He believes in his art. He believes that I'm going to keep going. And uh, I, I, I hope I hope it continues because I'm going to see him on tour this summer. <laughs> well, I, and Brandon makes a good point. Not li- not listening, not letting people tell him shit is how he got to be as big as he is. And I and I can see that, and I agree with okay. that to yeah. a certain extent. I do think that he was, um, you know, even the way he came off and and be it. It came. It may have came off arrogant or brass or whatever, whatever you want to call it. We whatever you want to call it. I do think he was soaking in a lot of this stuff that he was that he was learning throughout the ways from the Jays, from the Pharrells, from the Dames, and and the Most Deaf and, and mm-hmm. those guys. And um, but I just think that he just wanted to. He just wanted his shit out there so badly that he would. He was going to go at, at full go, no stops. And again, <laughs> I'm laughing because Alex said, yo, it's a slurp fest and, and all of this. But like, <laughs> yo, you got, I mean, if you watch the doc, like you got to give props to those things that, um, I mean, that we're saying. It's the truth. If you don't get any inspiration through at least the first two episodes of this, then something's wrong with you. Something's wrong. So if you don't feel something, it's like you said, Mike, it's like he soaked it all up and 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 he <laughs> he believes Pete. <laughs> yo, we call him Skeet, yo. Skeet. It, it's just it, it's it's um I, I think the music is just secondary in all this. I really mm. do. The music is incredible. We love it, but it's the passion, man. It's something inside that you have to have. And in life, not many sands your family or your kids or whatever. What is your passion? And most people don't reach that passion. They don't find that passion. And and, and I, I, you know, for him to find that passion, manifest it, and to keep going. Through a lot of doors being shut in his face, that's inspirational. That that's that's hopeful. And you know, I like the I, that passion. And and, and not to go on a tangent, but passion scares the hell out of people. It always has. This, you want to start back from day one. Um, a lot of people have been persecuted because of their passion, their love for humanity, their love for people. Martin Luther King. That's a passion. That's not just, yo, I'm just up here preaching. No, I have a passion for equal rights. I have a passion for the love of humanity. And that scares people. It does. And it's 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 not even a right or wrong thing. It's just this it passion scares people. It always has and it always will. I, 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 you, you're not comparing him to the to Yeah. It, it comes off like that. Yo, what up, battle? What up, Playboy? 
my janky ass fucking connection and shit. Hey, we we live, B. We live. <laughs> Shaq, we're live. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but I, and I wish I wanted. I, I wish Alex was in here. He must. His dialogue must be acting up as well. But um, another thing about this about this episode, mm-hmm. this picture here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the bear from his 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 album cover. He's throwing up the rock. He got the rock chain on, but that's not what I get from this picture. Okay, what I get is that outfit, <laughs> and I okay. seen a lot of you brothers wearing that outfit or something similar. They got the rugby on, the, the, sweater, the button up. Yeah, the button up underneath <laughs> the sweater combo. Yo, are we giving Kanye credit for this look? I mean, he did say. When he was in the hospital, that he wanted to be the best, fresh, best the, dressed rapper, the best dressed rapper. And I do, yo, this style. I remember seeing everybody on this screen wearing something similar to this. Oh, yo, the whole bl- you, you, you never saw me wear something like that. Oh yes, yo, <laughs> I, I might have seen you wear something like this recently with the sweater, and the button up combo. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> with, the, so, now, with the whole blade, the guy is just a game changer. He's an icon. The, the whole blazer look like we're, we're from a certain era of the 90s when if, if you ain't have a hoodie, baggy jeans and, and some Tim's on you, that was the outfit. That's what we wore from probably elementary school all the way up to high school. Mm-hmm. We get to be 2021 where we're going to certain clubs and shit. And now we're starting to see like, yo, these, these cats is wearing blazers. Like we only wore yeah. blazers to like prom or court, right? Like they wearing it to the club. The blazer, the jean look. The, the blazer, blazer jeans. Jean. Well, hey. Ursher started that. He started that whole thing. With that. I remember, you know, when you guys went down to Hampton and the cast were with the Durango boots. Remember them? Yeah. Like, it's just, he brought certain elements to hip hop that just wasn't there. It, like, it just wasn't there. Like, and, and I think the whole. The whole dichotomy of him wearing a, 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 a low rugby with the, the the button up under it, but with the rock chain, kind of was the bridge yeah. from like the the street aspect to now. I'm wearing like fucking polo rugbies. You know what I mean? Like I just I, I just wanted to know, like, yo, did he get credit for that look? I mean, is was he <sighs> the whole backpack era? Yeah, I mean, are we giving that to him? I would give it to him. I, but I would too. I mean, who, how could you not, right? Like, yeah. I mean, he made it. He made it. He made it cool for college kids to be, like, to be it, to be fashionable. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't. So- <laughs> <laughs> yo, chill, chill. Some some of them cats still got them in the in the in the closet, yo. They're gonna rock them this weekend. <laughs> no, hundred percent battle. He he made. He, he just made, he brought such a different element to it. Yeah, yeah. He, he made it okay for, like, he did. He made it okay for college kids to look, to be cool. Like, you know, particularly during that time, college kids had, the, it was a stigma. Like They were know, squares, right? Yeah, exactly. And he made it cool for the whole backpack era and the the rugby shirts and the, <clears throat> the sweaters. And, you know, he had his little chain on and everything. And before you knew it, there were other people that were not even in school, Actually, idolizing the backpacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and it's just um he's just an artist, man. And, you know, he has an artistry. Like now, what he wear now, that stuff that he wears now. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but somebody buying the shit. Oh. He, he's selling it, so somebody buying it. But what he wears now, I can't see that being as cool as that look was. Not for yeah. us, though. We're forty years old. Yeah, but even I, I don't think I can't see this look now have the have the impact that that look had. And that's time. And it's time. I agree with that because that's still a subtle look compared to walking around with uh, <laughs> damn uh, gardener boots or you know? Yeah. Now, Quan. You missed the whole damn show, right? Because of my, but, because of my janky. <laughs> but yo, with it, like, so, what are some of the things that stood out to you in episode two? I want to let you get that off um, before we close out. What are some of the things that you that you want to point out that you saw that that would were, were moments, dope moments to you, uh, iffy moments, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. What were those moments for you in episode two? Um, so episode two, like I said, we talked earlier that it was, it was, it was, it was titled purpose. So for me, it was some good things that I was able to see how he created, um, what was not late, not late registration. I'm sorry. Um, college, college dropout, dropout. Yep. Yeah. Dropout. And so one of my favorite parts on the, the actual documentary was when he was creating through the wire and you had like the chorus of like, you know, black folks just kind of sitting around and you could tell, you could just look and tell it was something more like when he created through the wire, it was, it was like, it was like, yo, honestly, I'm, and I know people may say, it, it felt like it was kind of heaven sent when they all were sitting around and they were just, they were all vibing together and making it. And then you can see Kanye kind of in the, in the cut and he's like, he's kind of listening and then you can kind of tell he's like, yo, I'm, I'm just going to like, you know, through the why, and then they start singing. And then he's like, you can tell he's going through the beat and everything. And then he's like, yo, I'm gonna rip this. You can just look at him and tell, like, yo, this is like, all right, this is how it's all forming together, like the whole song. And then it comes out as one of the one of the, one of the, one of his greatest hits. You know, um, so that that was good. That was one where I actually noticed um, that was a really a big up for for the for the whole. You know, his first album that was good. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the camaraderie. You know, with his mom, I think that was really something that that uh, that really. I mean, it was touching. You know, it was really touching. You could tell that his mother was his backbone. You could tell that um, you know she was his favorite supporter. You know, his biggest supporter. And you know everything that you know he was doing. You know, he was doing it in the light to to represent. You know, now in Chicago, but but you know his his mother. So um, those were actually the the, the I want to say the ones that kind of shined to me the most. Throughout the throughout this this episode, but um, also too, and just seeing like this episode was like, all right, he 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 arrived, you know, mm-hmm. but also now he's like he's making his mark. So you get a chance to kind of see the certain marks that he was making with even him being in the Rock, and how even Damon, even even when he was in the Rock, and Damon Dash kind of was like they they, they still kind of run around doing what they got to do, you know, for the Rock, and they still kind of didn't really see what was going on. It, it, Initially, you know, with the whole, with you know, the beginning of Kanye West, so him jumping out there, you know, putting on this episode, and man, it was it was good. It was it was really good. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, it was something that jumped out to me. His mom remembered his damn lyrics from when he was in grade school. Well, that was episode one. Yeah, talk, like we, that. No, but talk. I'm saying like like in general, like that shit is powerful. That type yeah. of thing 
for your parents, the mom to even like put that type of effort and energy into remembering shit you did when you was 10, 11, you can't beat that. Like, he just couldn't lose, you know? Yeah. I mean, we talked about that last episode, how like clearly, you know, she was his biggest, his best friend. Yeah. And I think it showed again in this episode to Quan's point how, you know, after making um, the video through the wire and then some of the success finishing the album, like it, it went right back to her. You know, mm-hmm. when he needed that grounding and, and that, you know, somebody to reassure him, he went right back to mom. And I think that showed that's that has shown. Uh, clear in these first two episodes that his relationship with his mom was real. And I think I said this last time as well that it kind of puts it, and, you know, I, I can see why. Yeah. yeah. You know, that the losing her has had whatever effect that it has in, on him. Um, if that, is, in fact, is the reason why people say he's the quote unquote crazy Kanye. Um, but I can see, I can see how that could hurt somebody like that. You know, being again, losing a parent period is tough, but when you are the only child and you don't have siblings and you don't have, you know what I mean? Like it's gotta be like just some crazy vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, being as close to your parent as he, he was to his mom, it's got to be, they were friends. Like they, they yeah. weren't just mother and son, like we're going yeah. no. They were friends. Like friends. that was my dog. That's my like Yeah. That's my guy. You know what I mean? And that's um, what other people think. You can't you, you no one can discredit that particular that 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 type of relationship, man. That bond, exactly. You know that's that's just you, you win, lose, or draw, you cannot not feel something watching that. Yeah. Well, Corner Alex missed half of the show. Brandon wasn't here, but he was in the comments. That just tells you what kind of organization we run in here <laughs> off the record. But we are the real off the record. We had the name first. That other guy can call our lawyers if he want. Five 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 Chitlin five. We got that's how you can reach our lawyers. <laughs> who, who, who you who you got representing? The Stephen L. Miles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They got Greenberg and Betterman. <laughs> but, ooh, again, before we get out of here, man, you yeah. actually watched episode three. I did, so with, I did. With, without giving up any of the good, juicy parts in it, because I know how you like to do. But give us a little a little preview of what's to come. Oh, excuse yeah. me. What's to come in the next episode? Okay, episode three. Um Kanye's the biggest star, the biggest one of the biggest stars in the world, if not the biggest. Uh, as you remember in in, in um, English class, I don't know if you ever went to class. Me and Quan did though. <laughs> you you had boom, then you had your rise in action, right? Mm-hmm. You have your climax, then you have your fall in action. Mm-hmm. Let's just say part three, closer to the falling action. Okay. Um. Okay. The I don't seeds, remember the fall part, but uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, the, the seeds of uh, when uh, was it Chike wanted to do Chike or Cootie wanted to do Jesus Walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Ye's like, nah, yo, I'm getting hype. Cootie, it was Cootie. Cootie, those seeds they'll grow in the next episode. Okay, and you'll see that. 
Um, and it, it just goes into um uh, the intro, the intro to um part three, you going that's gonna be at least a 15, 20 minute conversation. This shit's incredible, one of the greatest docs ever. And it I know we said <laughs> I know we said Yeezy didn't jump yeah, over the jump. No, we saying Yeezy didn't jump <laughs> over the jump man. Well, um, uh, this Kanye doc jumped over the last dance. Here you go. Here Ooh. you go. Here you go. You were just offline saying how that was the greatest doc ever. Now this yeah. is over top of that. Hey, Listen, man. I do got one thing to say. Mm-hmm. This episode was brought to you by the lovely people at Libco. This is their plum basil beer. Check them out, man. Liquid yeah. Intrusion Brewing Company. Shout out to them. This is the yo, this is dope. They they got hey, hey man. I'ma just Wait. go go to their social media. Okay. Libco 2021, I believe it is on Instagram and Twitter. Those okay. are my peoples over there. Black owned brewers. Hey, get you some of that. That's what your boy was drinking on over here. If you if you cared. It looked good. Uh, it looked good. Oh uh, man, it was it's it's it's, it's dope. It's dope. It's and uh, look, Quan, is that what you got, Quan? Mm-hmm. That's what you sipping on? Yeah, right here, right here. Oh, see, see, so see? I, need get, I, I need to, I need to get my, I need to get my case so we can all like. Yeah, sip man. Up listen, listen. Brandon said right. we drank all of his. I, he's not gonna lie. I did drink. I went over <laughs> Brandon's house last weekend, and I probably, I did drink all of it. That's how. I <laughs> but fellas, man, we went a little longer than I thought we would, but in, nonetheless, dope episode. We finished off. Episode two of the Kanye trilogy. Um, I can only I can only imagine what episode three is gonna be like. You can tell from the beginning of episode one that it was gonna go that way. You know, it's mm-hmm. gonna be the rise and peak out, then boom, then boom, whatever. But I'm sure the action is coming. Um, fellas, anything in closing? Quan, let's start with you, man. Um, good show for what I was on. <laughs> Get your damn internet fixed, man. <laughs> Working on it, getting my bandwidth together. And, uh... <laughs> so much that you got Earl's internet. You know, <laughs> you know the, the, the orange man is like, remember yeah. Earl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now to close it, man. Um, great show, man. Love y'all, brothers. Can't wait for the next episode. All the, all the. All the followers and subscribers, thank you. We uh we can't do it without you. And um tune in for the next episode. Oh, anything in closing, man, and let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, man. You can find me at the Wallace Way. I'm I'm heavy on Twitter. Um some people say I talk too much, but you know, it is what it is. Um I I, I first of all I enjoy just hanging out with you guys. I've been hanging out with you guys every day for the last 22 years. Mikey might be since the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I just want to say I'm wearing this, my Washington um, Nationals uh, jacket because I miss baseball. And I wish these guys would get it back. Um, I'm a huge baseball fan. And it sucks that the owners are being greedy and the players <laughs> don't know how to negotiate. <laughs> oh, they know exactly what they're doing. They are having a beer right now. They're having the the, the Libcorp beer. That's what we need to send them. That's what they need. But they all saying, listen, we really don't want to play when it's cold. So let's just wait till May and then let's get this shit popping. It's going to be like six double headers a week, though, yo. That's cool. Hey, 
you can get you can get the six for two game. You know what I'm saying? Thirty dollars, and you in there, and you watch it all day. You on there all day. <laughs> up, up, up. Brain and a little salty. I knew you longer than Mike. Yeah, I introduced y'all too. That is true. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, me and Brandon right, so, probably like 33 years. Right, 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 right. All the same. Once once it gets past 20, it's all the damn same. <laughs> anyway, people, man, listen, we appreciate y'all tuning in. This is Off the Record Podcast, the real Off the Record Podcast. We had the name first. I'm going to say that all the time. Hey, check us out on social media, Facebook, OTR underscore podcast. Instagram, OTR underscore podcast. Twitter, OTR underscore pod. And then subscribe to our YouTube at Off The Record Podcast. Follow the Wallace way on Instagram. You not on Instagram, are you? Just you, just Twitter. Yeah, just just Twitter, just Twitter. Okay, follow him on Twitter. You can try to follow Quan on Twitter at OTR Quan. If he's there, he may or may not be there. I don't know. <laughs> OTR Brandon, follow him on Twitter. Follow Alex on Twitter. We're all there. We follow back, man. Listen, we love y'all. We'll see y'all next week, probably. Maybe sooner. We out. Peace.